Welcome to Becoming Referrable, the podcast that helps you become the kind of advisor people can't help talking about. I'm Julie Littlechild, and today Steve and I are focused on how to fuel your referral efforts. And here's the thinking. There are so many strategies and tactics that you can employ to drive more referrals, but they may not be as effective if you aren't thinking about the points of friction in your referral process. So points of friction are simply those things that get in the way, that make it less than easy for clients to refer the right people. Today, we'll walk through the points of friction that we see and, of course, what you can do about it. Today's advice is less about adding new strategies to drive referrals. It's more about pouring fuel on the fire to make sure that what you're already doing is truly effective. And with that, let's get straight to the conversation. Well, Julie, uh, nice to talk with you as always. And today, uh, I wanted to ask you a few questions about points of friction. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we want to make uh, referring an, an effortless experience. And and so uh, um, I think it would be really interesting to find out from you a little bit about what kinds of things can cause friction when people want to refer us and how we can help advisors overcome them. So first, why don't we just start with what, what, when, when we talk about a point of friction, what, what is it that, that, that you're thinking um, when we say that? Well, you know, I think we often talk about the big strategies and tactics associated with referrals, but there's all of these little things that we do or don't do that either facilitate or hinder referrals all along the way. And so, you know, I think both of us are big believers in being very intentional about the referral process. And I think just trying to tease out what are the things that can get in the way and what are some hopefully simple tactical solutions to get over that? That's what I'm thinking of with these, uh, the, the sort of five big points of friction that we, we focus on. Well, I, I think that makes an awful lot of sense. And, you know, one of the things that advisors can do to help with business development generally is just removing the obstacles, is making yeah. it easier and easier to deal with you and making making it effortless to, to get involved with you. So, mm-hmm. so, so let's, let's start with uh, with the first idea, and that is that uh, one point of friction is that uh, your clients can't uh, effectively articulate your value. And absolutely, and we know this to be true. And and to some extent, our natural inclination is to say, well, that's just not good enough. Let's help clients articulate our value better. And I don't think we should give that up. Um, the problem is it it's hard for some and we don't always sort of control the narrative, if you will, when prospects or our clients are talking to prospective clients about what we do. One of the things that we've recommended is rather than always trying to train in air quotes, our clients to articulate our value, why don't we help them uh, refer by always pointing a prospective client to a particular link. So if, if our training is, look, any time an opportunity comes up and you want to share our name, we love that. Thank you very much. All you need to do is share this link. And this link is to our uh, to a hidden referral page on our site. It's not for everyone. It's uh, something that is designed to explain what we do. So you don't need to do that. And I think the benefit of that is it's just if we can ingrain that notion that all I need to do is send my friend this link. 
then that's a lot easier. Then all I need to do is uh, be really articulate in explaining the, the value that my advisor provides. Yeah. And so what kinds of things would be would be on that page? Yeah. So, I, you know, I think of a referral page as almost like rolling the red carpet out for a prospective client who comes to you. So, you know, the positioning at the top might be along the lines of, you know, you're here because someone thought we could help you. And I'm so honored. There's no no greater demonstration of trust. Um, and even, you know, I may or may not be the right advisor, right? Let's get that out there because we know that sometimes uh, clients are referring the wrong people, uh, but I'd love to find out. So this, this page will give you an overview of the clients that we work with and the problems that we solve, and we'd love to connect going forward. Now, so, you know, A, we'd want a general statement of what this is, B, a brief description of what we do. Um, and you and I have talked about focusing on different challenges. I think there's a great opportunity here to filter people into the right place so that you can talk about a particular challenge. Maybe a very quick two-minute video of who you are and what you do and, and why you do it. And then in every case, something that gives them some value right away. Okay. Uh, and sure. And in, in a way to leave their email address for you so that if it's not the right time now that you can connect over time. So, when, you know, that's what I'm thinking. And when you say offer a visitor some value, what kinds of things are you talking about? Well, you know, maybe you've got a, a checklist. Uh, maybe you've got something about talking to kids about money or talking as a couple about money. You know, something where they can walk away thinking, I, I learned something, I got some value, uh, and it was easy. I just needed to throw my email address in there, and I've connected with that person in okay, some yeah. way. So it's like we're taking all of that away from your clients and trying right. to make so, their job yeah. easier. So, so we're talking about a lead generator. We're talking about a, a download. Yeah, that resource. can be a lead. Yeah, so not just sure. something that's on the page that's valuable, but something that they can right. get from yes. you. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Sure. Okay. You know, another point of friction that you point out is that uh, clients um, articulate your value in general terms, and and mm. why doesn't that work, and and what can advisors do about it? Well, you know, I think you and I talk about this idea of really focusing in on problems uh, and, the, and the problems you solve a lot. Um, and, you know, sometimes if we do a really good job, it's easy for clients to do that. Sometimes they will still say, my advisor is the greatest uh, sure. and you should really talk to him or her. Um, one of the one of the tools I think we can consider is is really building some funnels out on a on a website or maybe on this referral page that we just talked about so that if I come to your site and it says, you know, a little bit about who are you and and what's your biggest challenge right now? I mean, there's probably a better way of putting that. Whatever I say, you know, here's what I'm trying to accomplish should lead me to the right information. Don't make me hunt around to figure out how you solve my problem. But if I tell you it's about, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know, re retiring and uh, or de designing a vision for my retirement or whatever, then that should take me to the right information. So, we hope clients can talk about the problems we solve. We hope that they talk about it at the right time. But if, an, if a client comes to your website uh, at any point, and they will, then we also need to be able to help them find the right information based on what they're experiencing. So that's where I think this concept of more 
you know, we're calling them sales funnels, but the idea of here's what I, you're feeding up the right content to people. Right. So, so let's, let's pull that apart for just a minute, because yep. I think that there's a lot of value there. And, and I, I, I want to reinforce something that you said, which is guide them to a page that helps them solve a particular problem. Right. We really do need to get specific. And you, you may have multiple pages on your site that do somewhat yeah. different things. You, you and I would probably advise advisors to not try to tackle everything, not to have, you know, one page that talks about you know, student debt and a different one to talk about your mm. estate tax problems and, you know, a wide variety of things, but, but there still may be multiple things. Yes. Um, so you might have develop a, a vision for your retirement. You might have um, optimize when you file for social security, mm-hmm. you might have, you know, how to figure out when to pull money out of your IRAs versus other kinds of accounts. Mm-hmm. Those are three different things, but they're all in the same theme. So you, that, that would be an, an advisor who's oriented toward that retirement transition. Yeah. But tell us a little bit more about what, what's a sales funnel and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and, and how, what does it do for you? Yeah, and I'm, we should we could do an episode on this, I'm sure. But um, you know, and we're we're unveiling a new website. It, it may already be unveiled by the time we release this. But <laughs> but our goal was to help advisors. So I'll give you an, this this example, and then we can relate it back. Our goal was to help advisors get the right information based on what they were experiencing. So we we have the same issues as advisors have with their prospective clients and and clients. So. A sales funnel is as simple as saying, would you like some more information? Can you tell me a little bit about what you're looking for? And then it directs you to the right information and and sends you the right follow-up. So for example, with our site, you might say, well, you know, I'm really interested in how I can use input to drive more referrals. Well, if that's your primary goal, then that's all we want to help you understand. So tell us that, and then we'll deliver some insights to help you do that. And we'll follow up and, and if you want more information on how to do that. So I think the same is true. It's just building out the series of communications. Um, so this is, you need a, you know, a developer involved in this. You need to, to think about it, but it's the next level, I think, of how we can make our websites much more relevant. Right, right. Well, you're, you're totally correct. I mean, we can do more than one full episode about that, but just just so people understand what a sales funnel is. So, so just to clarify, you know, for a specific need, you know, you can have a hidden page on your site that if a client wants to refer somebody, they can sort of share this little secret with them. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, you, most people can't see this. If you go to the homepage, you won't see this. But, um, but if you go to this page, they've set it up for people that I know, so you can get this free thing, mm-hmm. and then that starts. A nurture sequence. It starts well, yeah. a sequence of things. It, it does. And I, I would say that that should be on the, the hidden referral page. But I would also argue that we need to look at this kind of strategy for the main website as oh, yeah. well. Yeah. So, that so yes, if, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Right I, I, yeah. Lead, having a downloadable lead generator key to building your list, but then also having that hidden page specifically for referrals can be really an interesting idea as well. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to make you an offer in the meantime. This is Steve Wershing from Becoming Referrable. You know, with everything that's changed over the past year, your clients' needs and priorities have changed as well. How has their outlook changed, their goals? What do they think of how you, what you've done well during this trying time and what can be improved? A virtual client advisory board will give you those insights and more. Our proprietary system will teach you who to invite to your board 
how to invite them, the best questions to put on the agenda. We'll facilitate the meeting and give you five deliverables. Just send me a note, steve at theclientdrivenpractice.com and put cab, that's C-A-B, in the subject line and I'll send you my free report, Seven Tips on Making Your Virtual Client Advisory Board a Success. Ask us about our virtual wine tastings too. Send me a note at steve at theclientdrivenpractice.com and put C-A-B in the subject line. Now, of course, you know, some people will, will share some of the, um, some things that the advisor offers, but there's, but that, but that person may not end up getting connected with the advisor. And so how do we, how do we overcome the friction of um, sharing stuff, but not having a connection made? Yeah. And, and, and I think that, you know, many advisors have, um, accepted this idea that, you know, I need to provide really shareable content. And sometimes that content means it's not about the markets. It might be about things that people want to share a little more readily. Um, and, and so that's great. And that's part one. So you think, okay, I've done that. And it may well be that I, as a client, receive that and say, oh, you know, my friend uh, would really like that and forward it. But but there's all sorts of opportunity missed in that process. One is I've just forwarded it. They've got full value. That's nice. That's better than nothing. But there's no connection. And also, we're not controlling the narrative, again, in terms of what that means. So increasingly, as we're building out plans, um, generally in response to feedback, what we're trying to build in is much more automated ways of doing this. So for example, I would send you an article and say, Steve, I I found this great article on parenting. I just thought you would love it. And then rather than just saying, if you'd like to share, you're welcome. I would say, if if you know other parents who are, are struggling with this issue, you can just click here and it will send them a copy of the article. And really all that's doing is opening up a pre-populated email where instead of your client, it's, it's saying now, hey, I, you know, my advisor shares this great information with me from time to time. And uh, here's a link to their website if you're interested in learning more. Uh, but here's the article that I thought you'd find of interest. So you can't expect clients to think that through. But if I can just click a button, it removes all of that fr- uh, friction and, and you've got the right message attached to that article. Oh, that's great. That's great. Now, so these are some electronic ways, some ways that yeah. we can utilize digital media to spread mm-hmm. the message. But then there's also the the personal thing, and this this go you know this is a problem that goes back to the beginning of referrals, and that is that you know clients are are uncomfortable mentioning mm-hmm. you or making an introduction to people. So that that can be some serious friction in uh, yeah. that gets in your way. How how can advisors overcome that particular kind of friction? Well, you know. I would differentiate between the discomfort or lack thereof with referrals versus introductions. Um, What we do know from the research is they're not at all uncomfortable with referrals. I mean, they're doing it all the time. Advisors just aren't meeting most of them. Um, However, when it comes to actually making an introduction, like when we dig into that and say, well, how did you make that referral? More often than not, it's, well, I told my friend about my advisor and I hope they find them or maybe I shared contact details. But we know that, that it may not be the right time or that might get lost. And it's a next level to say, can you, can you share uh, information and copy me, right? Okay. We know, we know sure. that's the best, probably the best way to do it. 
But now we might have some friction created because you're like, oh, well, you know, I love my advisor, but are they going to (laughs) be like harassing my friend now? So what I think is really important in this case to, to remove that friction is to just explain your process, right? To say, you know, we... We really appreciate referrals. What we found is that often when we're referred, it's just not the right time. And, and so we, we may even lose the opportunity to, to speak with your, your friend or your family member. So if you copy us on the email, let me tell you what happens. We'll see that. We will uh, send a thank you email and connect that to our website. And we'll, we'll uh, reach out once. We'll reach out once to see if if they're interested in talking. And if they're not, rest assured, they can stay on our list if they're interested, but we're not going to do. So all your, again, just remove the lurking friction by helping right. them understand right. what you're going to do. Yeah, that's, you know, that's so important. I think that's a great idea because, yeah, I, I think people are worried about, you know, well, I, I, I I want to leave it to my friend to decide whether to call because, and, and one of the fears behind that might be, well, if I tell my advisor, you know, are they going to get hassled all the time? And so yeah. explaining, explaining that up front, I think is, is a really good way. It's of overcoming that potential resistance ahead of time. That's, uh, that's really good. Um, and then, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you, your client might make an introduction and it may just not be exactly the right time. Yeah for that, for that person to, to work with a financial advisor. Um, and so that's its own point of friction, you know, that, that, uh, you know, it's, well, it's keeping me from calling that advisor because it's not exactly the right time for me. How, how do we, how do we overcome that, that kind of friction as well? Well, and I think this happens a lot, right? Where we hear about something and we think, oh yeah, that's I've got to remember that when it's time. And then, you know, life gets in the way and we never get back to it. And then it just starts all over again. And we, you know, I think we know that the, the, the ideal thing to happen is that we'll have a connection. Maybe they're on a blog list or maybe there's, you know, there's some way to nurture and stay in touch in a really comfortable way. Now you mentioned lead magnets and that's where I think they become so important. So it, in an ideal world, a client hears about us or a prospect hears about us and uh, they reach out right away and then they set a meeting and they become a client. And then there's the real world. <laughs> and, and so, you know, the best that can happen in the real world is really that they, they reach out and they, they give us an email address because they want to download something of value. And that, allow, that gives us permission to nurture that relationship with really value-added information over time. So, you know, a lead magnet could be a, a checklist. It could be a report. It could be a video. It, it's anything where a client provides an email address and gets access to something of value. Um, And, you know, earlier we talked about sales funnels and there I was thinking of feeding up video or feeding up content that was directly related uh, to to the, uh, you know, what somebody said was important. A lead magnet can be more general, uh, right? It can sit on a website, it can uh, relate to a large proportion of your target audience and just say, if you're interested in this report, enter your email and you can automate everything from there, right? You can use right. a MailChimp right. or, or what have you to just say, all right, here's the report, here's what we do, um, you know, unsubscribe if you don't want to hear from us, but I think it's critical. I think it's I think it's tremendously valuable as well for a couple of reasons. One is that 
that person that your client referred will access that when they need it. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, you know, one of the big challenges that we have is that not only do we need to get introduced to the right people, but we need to get introduced to the right people at the right time. Yeah. And having those lead magnets, those downloadable resources, especially if they are fairly specific, here's how you make this decision, or here's a yes. checklist, or here are the five things you need to know about this. Um, that they, you know, people will find that or people will access it when they have that need. So that's how you can align the here's when, you know, here's, here's how I know when to get a hold of these people is they just downloaded this, this must be on their mind. And, and let me just sort of underscore what you just said, because the, you know, one of the characteristics of a really good lead magnet is it's easy. It doesn't feel like you're giving workout. So, you know, a, a, a bad lead magnet is download our hundred-page report right. on <laughs> right. X. Exactly. Right. A yeah. good lead magnet could be here's a five-point checklist, or right. like you said, right. you know, top tips or that. It's got to feel easy, um, and 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 I think you know, and the it's a recurring theme that the more focused, the better, right? So exactly. it can be general, but if you have a really well honed. Um, target audience or, or niche, then that lead magnet has to be aligned with that group. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, and it can, it just like the other content that's on your site, having those, you know, a series of focused lead magnets mm -hmm. can also reinforce the, your expertise, reinforce, mm -hmm. um, you know, that you focus on this kind of thing and you know a lot about it because look at all these different resources that you offer yep. and they're all trained on this one particular series of challenges that the client faces so you must be really good at this so yeah yeah exactly exactly, exactly. so yeah so these are all you know um sometimes small things sometimes bigger things but often it's just whatever we're doing like whatever communication we're sending out whatever we're doing with our our, our clients Let's think it right through and say, is there anything I can do to make it easier for people to share, to get a name, to add value? It's often at the margin, right, that we need to tweak these things. And those are the things that get forgotten, the click here right, to make right. it easy. And that, to me, uh, is, is the next level of tapping into some of the, I think, significant missed opportunity out there for referrals. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think that it's a, it's a really important point that, um, you know, the easier we can make it, the more we can get referred. Yes, so yeah, if you just take some time to, to think about what's your referral process, how do you encourage people to refer you and how much effort do they have to expend to do that? Mm -hmm. If you can, if you can spend a little time thinking about, well, how can, what are the two or three things I might think about doing that would make it easier, that would take away some of that work that would, that would make it, you know, that would make it more effortless to be able to do this, you know, that just, you know, paves the way so that you can get referred more often and have it work more often. Absolutely. Yep. I think that's, that's the key. Great conversation, Julie. Always great to talk with you. And I uh, look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Absolutely. Take care. You too. Hey folks, Steve again. Thanks for joining us on Becoming Referrable. If you like what you've been hearing, please do us a favor and rate us on iTunes. It really helps. You can get all the links, show notes, and other tidbits from these episodes at becomingreferrable.com. You can also get our free report, Three Referral Myths That Limit Your Growth, and connect with our blogs and other resources. So until next time, so long.